Hey everybody, welcome to Range Talk. I'm Cody Lawler and I'm going to be your host. Range Talk is going to be a show centered all around firearms. We're going to talk about the firearms themselves, gear associated with them, training, history about them, current news affecting the Second Amendment, and much more. My mission is to not only grow myself, but to help educate you, the listener, and help us all become more knowledgeable and responsible Second Amendment advocates. Before we start, I want to make it clear that I am in no way a tactician or instructor of any kind, and I did not serve in the military. I am just a gun enthusiast who wants to share my love for firearms with you, teach you what I know, and teach you things that I learn along the way. A little background about me. I have been around guns my entire life in a hunting, self-defense, and hobby relation. As early as I could, I was shooting, and I have been training ever since. I have had the pleasure to shoot with some amazing people and have gotten to grow up around experts in the firearm community. I am obviously very pro-Second Amendment, but I believe just owning a gun is not enough. I believe people should have a deep understanding of the history of guns and our freedom with them. And they should also have a deep knowledge of how they work and have a high level of proficiency using them. Each week, I will release a new episode discussing a topic related to the firearm world. Some of these episodes may be long and some may be short. It all depends on the topic and how much information there is to cover. From time to time, I may have a guest on to discuss their relationship with firearms or the lack thereof. Uh, training styles, thoughts on current events, and anything else they may want to discuss. I will not be doing a video version of the show to start out, but that may change in the future. Um, if you want to see pictures or video content, please check out my Instagram page, Range Talk. You can also reach out to me there and ask me questions or ask my thoughts on things. I would love to hear from all of you and would love to see how this show has affected you. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend and help spread the word. That is one of the best ways to help grow the show and show me that you're enjoying what I'm putting out there. All right, that's enough introduction stuff. Let's get to this week's topic. SBR, short barrel rifle versus AR pistol. What are they? What are the differences between the two platforms? What are the pros and cons of each? What does it take to get one, and lastly, which one is best for you? Well, let's start with what are they and what are the differences between them. An SBR and AR pistol are rifles with a barrel length less than 16 inches, or they have a barrel length of 16 inches or longer, but have an overall length less than 26 inches. Detachable muzzle brakes and other muzzle devices do not count in this measurement. However, if it is a pinned brake or muzzle device, it does count for the barrel length. So for example, if you had a rifle with a 14 and a half inch barrel, this would be considered an SBR unless it had a one and a half inch pinned muzzle brake that was non-removable, then it would be considered a normal rifle with a 16 inch barrel. The main difference between these two platforms is the stock. SBRs can have just about any type of stock you want. You can use a fixed stock, adjustable, wood, plastic, metal, you name it, whatever you want, you could probably use it. AR pistols, on the other hand, cannot 
have a stock. AR pistols can only have what's known as a brace. A brace may resemble a stock, but it's usually non-adjustable, made of rubber, and has straps on either side of it for attaching the firearm to your forearm. Another difference between these two is that the SBR can have a vertical foregrip, whereas AR pistol cannot. A vertical foregrip is a device that is attached to the front of the rifle under the handguard and is used by the shooter's second hand to pull the rifle more into the shooter's shoulder, stabilizing the gun more. Since pistols are designed to be shot with one hand, this accessory is not acceptable for AR pistols. There is some gray area for AR pistols that allows angled foregrips to be used, but it's not clearly defined, and for me, it's not worth the risk, and I don't recommend it. A lot of guys will build a perfectly legal AR pistol and then quickly make it illegal with a vertical foregrip. At this time of this recording, it is perfectly legal to shoulder an AR pistol and fire it, but in the future, this ruling may be changed as it has changed in the past. Now let's talk about what it takes to get one of these. Buying an AR pistol is just like buying most other firearms. You can go to the store, pick out which one you want, fill out some paperwork, wait a couple minutes for a standard background check, and then boom, you're on your way with a new gun. Buying an SBR, though, comes with many challenges and steps. First, you will need to get your picture taken at a passport picture location, such as Walgreens and other places like that. Second, you will need to go get your fingerprints taken. Thirdly, you will need to go to the gun store with $200, all the other items you've needed to get, and fill out a bunch of paperwork. Then you get to submit all of these things to the federal government and wait two to 18 months. Normally it's closer to a year, but you have to wait this amount of time to get approved from the government before you can take home this system. Another downfall of the SBR is that when you want to travel with the gun to another state, you will need to file an ATF Form 20 and ask the government for permission to travel across state lines. I don't know if you like to take guns with you when you travel, but I personally always take a gun with me as long as the state that I'm traveling to allows it. An AR pistol is treated like any other pistol you may be traveling with. If you are ever unsure if it is legal to take your firearm with you or not, Um, you can call your local ATF field office and ask them. They're more than willing to help answer any questions that you might have. So you may be asking yourself, why would I want either one of these rather than just owning a normal rifle and not have to deal with any of these hassles? Well, here are a few reasons. First, they're easier to conceal in a backpack, bag, or vehicle due to their smaller size. Since they're smaller, They're inherently lighter. If you take a 16-inch barrel AR and cut 5 inches off the barrel and handguard, you have substantial weight savings. With the lighter weight, they are easier to carry for long periods of time, like in a hunting application. They are faster to pull up and get your sights on target than a standard length AR, and this is extremely beneficial in a self-defense application. With self-defense and home defense in mind, These shorter platforms are much easier to maneuver through a building and will allow the shooter to have faster reaction times. Next, if you own suppressors, most of you probably don't, but I'm sure some of you probably do, 
the shortened barrel length allows you to run a suppressor in a normal size configuration. If you have a 16-inch barrel, as on a standard rifle, and you put a 5-inch suppressor on it, you practically have a musket or a sniper rifle. It's way too long to be quick and proficient with a rifle of this size. But if you have an 11-inch barrel and a 5-inch suppressor, now you have a normal-sized AR-15 that you can be way faster with. So which one should you buy? Well, that's really up to you. But for me, the clear choice is the AR pistol. I don't feel the need is strong enough for a quote-unquote real stock that I need to pay $200 more, wait a year to get my firearm, and jump through all these hurdles. That being said, the ATF can quickly decide that they no longer approve of a particular brace, so this means that I could own a legal AR pistol, and just like that, it's illegal, and I'll need to go buy a new brace to accommodate the ruling that they have just set in place. Another downfall is a lot of police officers may not totally be informed on all of the distinctions between these two platforms due to the sheer volume of knowledge that they have on other subjects. Because of this, it's not a bad idea if you do own an AR pistol to print out the ATF acceptance letter of the brace and keep it with you. This is usually found on the seller's website. So as you can see, there's pros and cons for either one of these systems, and you will just have to make the best decision that fits your application. Both of them are great. Both of them have their place. Both of them are a lot of fun. But this is a decision that ultimately you will have to make. Do you want to go through all the legal hurdles in the beginning and then be safe as long as you're not traveling outside of the state? Or do you want to avoid the legal hurdles, save a little bit of money, but just have to be cognizant of what kind of brace or what kind of foregrip or the type of accessories that you put on it? That decision's up to you. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you like the show and you learned something, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a quick review. This is the fastest way to move the show up the charts and help us grow this community together. Make sure you get your training in this week. And until next time, later. Later.